Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sport, or excuse me, One Hour with Santi, and this is the fifth overall episode, and this is the second episode to feature theme parks. This week, we're going to be talking about Disney World, and also, well, Orlando specifically, but also we're going to do that next week because we're going to talk about two theme parks today, and then two theme parks next week. So be prepared, get ready, I will share my thoughts and my experiences and my opinions on these parks. Check it out. We will be right back with this song from Islands of Adventure. And we are back. And in case if you're wondering, that's the song that's originally used for Islands of Adventure once you enter to the park. Last week, we talked about Universal Parks. This week and next week, we're going to be talking all things Disney Parks and my opinions on all of these attractions. Now, we're going to first start off from the oldest park to the newest. So, of course, you all are aware that the original Magic Kingdom is the original Disney World. 
with the big Cinderella castle. Very iconic. I gotta tell you that. Now, how I'm gonna work this out is that I'm gonna be going from the left to the right in the big circle. So, start things off. Of course, you enter through Main Street, USA. And then you go towards the left, and there's a land called Adventureland, where it's the home to Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a huge classic. And then there's the Jungle Cruise, and then Aladdin, um, Magic Carpets. And I'm going to be discussing my opinions on all the rides of, um, of Magic Kingdom. And, of course, later on, we'll be talking about the next park, which will be Ep- Epcot. And then so on and so forth with the other two next week. So, to start things off, let's first talk about the first ride you'll see there. And that's the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Now, in case if you're wondering, it is one of the three spinning rides you'll see at, at, at um, Magic Kingdom. And in my personal opinion, it is pretty well themed out with the surrounding area of the ride itself. Um, well, not outside of it, but more like in the queue and all that. And they make it so long when it comes to like being. It's so popular. Now, all these rides get popular. That's why they all pretty much have long queues made up for it. So, Aladdin, when I wrote it, it only had one spitting animal. That's the camel that they have there. And whenever you go up and down, it sounds old and beat up. Like, it needs a lot of work on this thing. Honestly, it really isn't needed there. I mean, I've I've heard other people or other YouTubers that are theme park big um, say that Aladdin isn't, well, it is adventurous looking or foreignish, but... I think it'll go better um, somewhere else. Um, not in Magic Kingdom, though, but maybe like in um, in Magic Kingdom or some, or excuse me, Animal Kingdom or something like that. But it just feels out of place. But overall, it's okay, right? It's not my favorite spinning ride. I mean, or and um, although it does tilt backward or forward, it's one of those things that does that. But Something that you should skip. The next ride is the Jungle Cruise. Now, I've done it. Wouldn't do it again. Now, here's the thing with this. It does have the corny jokes, which I do enjoy, personally. Um, But not really much meaning to it. I mean, yes, it is... Um, oh, one of the... Uh, what is it? one of those iconic attractions and all that. But um, this is something I wouldn't do, especially if it has a long wait. Um, I mean, all there really is is just animatronic animals, and you go through this um, dark section, and um, you know, just, it just gives us a tour of the forest and of the, or the jungle. And... Yeah, it's not much theming, to, or not much theming, I should say, because it is a bunch of theming. This is what this whole place is all about, all of these parks. Um, very immersive, by the way. But with the Jungle Cruise, not as much. Now, 
moving on to Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, this ride, I've ridden a couple, few times, few times, and it it changed for these past few years. The first time I rode it, I was scared of dark rides when I was younger, and I didn't know that recently they added a drop area. Spoilers! Yes, there's this, um, the drop section. It's a small one. You do get it wet a little bit. And it's a boat ride, indoor boat ride. And it does uh, give a good story of Pirates of the Caribbean. And originally, it didn't feature the, the legendary Johnny Depp, or Jack Sparrow. Although it did feature the pirate theme, just not with Jack Sparrow. I didn't get exactly what the story is. But overall, it is a good ride. Um, definitely um, watch out with the kids, though, because of the dark scenes and loud moments you'll be experiencing throughout the ride. So keep that in mind. But um, I didn't spoil too much about it. But in case if you want to see the full experience before actually experiencing it in person, you can check out and look up videos on YouTube of the rides of POVs. This isn't the only one. But do like every single one if you want to see. That's what I did. And it helped me out a lot to expect. Now, the next thing I'm going to be talking about is the Swiss Family Treehouse legend uh, book. It's named after in original movie too. And it's very cool you should definitely experience this i mean it's hard to explain because of course you it's more um explainable when it's in video but of course with this being a podcast um it's hard to explain but overall it shows the whole treehouse i mean if you uh seen the movie then you'll probably understand it better or if you've seen a video of it but yeah it's really well built and worth experiencing and learning more about what each uh, room is and what they used it for what items they have all sorts of stuff it's pretty cool um and um and yeah so let's move on to the frontier land and yeah that was a bit short but not much to uh, say about these rides but overall it's they're all most of them are pretty good, but Frontierland is home to a couple of great attractions, classics, I should say. Um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is the first coaster we'll be talking about today, and when I first wrote it, I was amazed by it on how short of this whole um, drops and everything, but it's actually very, very mildest wild basically now now here's the thing to point out with this ride um it doesn't have big drops it does have tight turns though it's pretty intense but it doesn't go extremely fast surprisingly now this ride is pretty long definitely worth the wait for and what you'll expect, caverns, um, you'll be going through a lot of tunnels, again with the turns, and three lift hills. And 
The train itself looks very fantastic. I mean, this ride is like what? It opened like in 1980. So it's probably about 30 years old at least. Wow. Or if I could correctly. I mean, make that 40 actually. So, yes, this is crazy. I gotta look at my math anyway. 90... 2000, 2010, then, yeah, 2020. So, yeah, it's around 40 years old, at least. So, it's a great ride still. Packs a punch. Um, but do be in mind that once you enter um, out of the station and into the dark section, you'll see fake bats that are swinging back and forth. And be in mind that they are pretty loud. And then you climb up, and then you go through the first set of turns, and then there's this little um, bumpy section, straight track, and then you enter to another um, lift hill, which is outside, which is the main one you see. And then it goes through more turns and all that. And then there's like a helix there, which is, um, well, in case if you're wondering what a helix is, it's the one that goes round and round and round, like, like in a big circle kind of thing. And then it goes through the third one, and then last set of turns, and that's it. It's really good. It's very immersive. The next ride is Splash Mountain. Now, it does get you wet very much. There's a lot of drops in this ride, if you ask me. I've counted five of them. And it's very iconic. And in the future, they're going to be changing it, the theming, to um, the one, the only, Princess and the Frog. That's what they're going to be changing to, and it's been a great ride. Um, I've looked it up so many times, and it looks pretty good. And the ride itself, big log flume, two people per row, great attraction, and long. Now, there was this funny experience one time where I went to Magic Kingdom during COVID, by the way, which is last year of some sort, like in the summertime. And it posted a 15 or no, 45 minute wait. And surprisingly, no way at all. We walked right straight to the station. And that's something worth a fix. And, and keep in mind, when you go to Disney... Not all the wait times will be accurate because in FYI, same thing with Universal, which I forgot to mention about last week. Now, sometimes they could be very inaccurate. There are some rides that are spot on, like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad I've tried out a couple times. And then there's some rides that are like um, <clears throat> mediocre like that. And... um but yeah, it was definitely <laughs> worth the wait. You should definitely check out these two rides. And then there's the railroad station. Now, I should have mentioned this the first time because the main attraction, the first thing you see actually is the mig or excuse me, the railroad, the train that goes around the park. Now, there's really not much to see. I mean, the main uh, parts you get to see are little parts of Fantasyland, um, little part of, you get to go in between Space Mountain and the park, and um, you get to uh, 
also um, see a bit of the outside of the park. But mostly it's just trees, so nothing too special, but it is worth a try to visit, especially if you want a break to sit down. Now, the next area we'll be talking about is Liberty Square, which is the home of the legendary Haunted Mansion and the Riverboat. And you can also find the Hall of Presidents. Oh, and I keep forgetting to mention these shows. Now, you can also find the Enchanted Tiki Room in Adventureland. And then there's the Country Bear Jamboree in Frontierland, which I'm not crazy about. So there's not much to say about that. But with this one, I didn't see the Hall of Presidents either, which is a show you'll find here. Um, But the Haunted Mansion, I've only experienced one time, and that was when I was younger, like 12 years old or something, and I was scared as heck out of it. I mean, well, sorry if I didn't say that right, but literally, it scared the crap out of me when I was younger. And definitely not worth the ride for the kids, because it does get pretty scary. Although it it does show funny moments throughout the ride. But once you, like, um, enter to one of the pre-show rooms where the ceiling goes, like, extremely high, like, it basically, like, if you're getting smaller or something or the room is getting bigger, that's the part where it scared the heck out of me. And it's one of those rides where you are in, like, chairs in, or something and it doesn't stop moving. It's like one big belt. And it's all like connected together and it doesn't stop moving. And there's plenty more of attractions that are like that. But overall, it's something that I wouldn't do again. Maybe when I'm, well, maybe when I go back to Magic Kingdom, then I'll maybe experience it. But maybe they don't show the pre-shows at any um, attractions at all because of COVID. So... I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't remember. But overall, it's... It is a legendary ride, though. I gotta admit. I do agree. It's a classic. And a lot of people enjoy it. But with me, when I was younger, not so much. Maybe when I get older. Or, excuse me. <laughs> um, When I um go next time, maybe. But I'm against sorceress stuff. So... And again, talking about Harry Potter, and then there's the hellish stuff you'll see in the Haunted Mansion. Next up, the Liberty Square Riverboat. Now, this is the ride that's not currently open at the moment as of this video. I've looked at recent videos, and I've seen the water being drained, and it's going through refurbishment. But overall, it's a big boat, and it does give you a great tour of of basically the river that's it lays on and it goes around this island and a Tom Sawyer Island and you get the great views of some of the park as you um swim on by you know what I mean but overall it's it's just good I mean it does have a good uh storyline to it um it does show a little bit of stuff but mostly just trees from what I from what I remember but it is pretty long ride, so and it does hold a lot of people too. So would I recommend doing it? Absolutely, especially if you want a break. Now, Fantasyland is basically 
um, themed to all of the classical uh, Disney movies, animated movies that are more, uh, um, what is it, more magical, basically. So you'll see the Dumbo fly, the flying elephant, which is the two spinning rides you'll see there. And yes, there's two of them, two sets of um, flying Dumbos. And that one's probably the best themed out of, or actually it is the best themed out of all of the spinning rides there. I mean, you get to wait inside the circus where it's air conditioned and they make the queue so long because, well, here's the thing. It's very popular. Um, I've done it twice already with my little brother and we both enjoyed it. It's really good. Um, it has a nice uh, touch of the fountains that are surrounding the spinning mechanism that's um, holding it. And it's great. Um, and then there's the next attraction, which is called It's a Small World. And I gotta say, that ride is very mediocre. I've done it twice. I've done it recently. And it is considered a classic. A lot of people do enjoy it, especially my father. Oh my gosh. And with this ride, it scared the heck out of me when I was younger. And it annoys me when I was older to ride it and it almost got that song in my head it's a small world after all it's a small world after all it keeps repeating it over and over and over again although it does show the cool um nations um different dolls that represent different nations like mexico israel um all sorts of countries that you'll see and that's good, but the dolls apparently look devilish looking. Like, they'll stare at you. I mean, it's it's nothing, like, too scary, but it's just weird looking, you know? But it's worth a try. I mean, one time only, I guess, in my opinion. But I wouldn't personally do it again for once in a blue moon. But overall, it's just okay. Now, there's this ride called the Mad Tea Party, and this is the um, spinning teacups ride, which thankfully I don't get nauseous on. I don't get nauseous on anything so far. Um, it's similar to the Storm Force Accelerotron, which I mentioned in the last video. You can check that out. It's in the listings. And with this, um, it's much better themed, but much better taken care of, and still used, apparently. Unlike the other one, who which is closed right now. But with the Mad Tea Party, well-themed. Um, it's, of course, themed to Alice in Wonderland. And it does, um, you know, match the Disney theme, of course. All of these rides do. But except there's one, which I'll mention later. But, yeah, overall, it's, a, it's just a great, it's just a great attraction. And then there's the legendary Peter Pan's Flight. And this one, I I honestly like. I like the ride system that it uses. It is one of those rides where it doesn't stop moving, and and that's it. Just hangs you, and it shows like basically the movie of Peter Pan, legendary movie, classic, and overall, it's it's just uh, amazing. And I gotta tell you, 
um, this is something you should definitely try out. And it does have long waits, though. Keep that in mind. It's one of those popular attractions. And there's many oppor- or there's many um, uh, popular attractions out th- in that park. And there's so many rides here. And so it's great. And then there's the carousel, which I've never done. Um, but it does look pretty interesting. It's just a normal carousel, so nothing too special about it. Um, and then there's a Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Now, this is one of those extremely popular rides. Like, if not the popular ride. And many kids want to ride it. Now, I personally like it. I mean, it's not for thrill seekers, of course. But it actually packs a punch if you sit towards the back. I mean, once you, like, walk, go down out of the station, um, it whips you. Go, it goes down, stomach drops a little bit, and it, that's one crazy moment before the ride actually starts. Now, I like the way it incorporates the dark ride aspect of um, this whole ride, this roller coaster. And... My personal favorite is the final drop when you like enter out of the um the dark ride portion, which is like basically the mid course break run or something like that, which is used on roller coasters with multiple trains now that drop is good overall, the ride is okay, but I do like it though now there's this barnstormer roller coaster, and it's themed to the great Goofini who is training pilots on how to fly the airplane and you see what this ride is basically like Woody Woodpecker at Universal. Now would I prefer this over that? Heck yeah. I mean it's much more popular really and it's much better theming. Much better story if you ask me. Very short ride though was it worth the wait for 25 minutes? No. Walk on? Certainly. Definitely do it, especially if your kids want to try roller coasters for the first time. And this is one of the great parks to do it, and this is the ride to do it. And overall, it's just okay. Not my favorite ride, though, but... And it is pretty rough a little bit, but... I would definitely do it again, though. And then there's Winnie the Pooh. Now, this ride... Tells the great story of Winnie the Pooh. I'm finding his honey. Honey, 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 honey. Uh, and you, and speaking of honey, you get to ride in the pot of honey. And what's cool about this ride is that, again, it tells a great story. And then there's this funny moment where you see Tigger. And then he hops around, of course, which is what he's best known for. And then... Your honey jar hops up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Literally, it does that. You should definitely check out the video if you want to know what I'm talking about. But believe me, it actually does happen. And overall, again, great ride. Definitely worth a try. Now, there's this ride. I keep saying now. I'm sorry. But anyways, there's Under the Sea and the Little Mermaid ride. Now, this is another one of those rides where it's in one belt and it doesn't stop moving. 
I've only done it one time, and overall, it's it's good. It's and it does tell the story of the Little Mermaid again. That's what the theme is, and overall, it's just really good. And I haven't done it again. I've only done it when I was younger, but I did say that I did write it, and it's great. Definitely worth a shot. Now, ah. Anyways, let's move on to Tomorrowland, which is honestly my personal favorite area. Now, it's themed to some of my favorite rides here. Now, there's this great Astro Orbiter. Now, what makes this so unique? Now, this is another, the last of the spinning rides you'll see that goes up and down when you control it. And this ride is pretty fast, and it's very high. Now it's above the um the Tomorrowland Speedway or of course it is. I mean the people mover directly above it. It's the attraction that you see right in front of you. Like it's those spinning planets one and or the sprocket ships one. And you get the great view of the park, the whole area and you get to see the castle from there and it does provide a great view of it. And it does get you a bit dizzy because of how fast it goes. Would I recommend doing it if you want to fly? If you're afraid of heights, uh, I say otherwise. But overall, it's good. Definitely worth a try and give it a shot. I wanted to do it personally. And I wanted to ride every single ride in Magic Kingdom. I only got to do it all Except the one, the only carousel. So that's it. Now, next up we have Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. This is the last of, or no, it's not. It's one of the last two rides that I'll mention that um, stop, or the, that doesn't stop. Again, it's like a belt. And this time, you control your... Um, our vehicle and you go left and right and you get to shoot and it's like men in black except it's much easier now your job mainly is to point at the z's for zerg's logo and you have to hit those as many as you can and i think you hit the further ones away the more points you get that's basically that it and overall it's it's just great and you get to spin the whole thing. Like your whole vehicle goes around and around and around. And you could possibly shoot the people ahead of you or in front of you. Or behind you. And and it's just a great experience. Worth a try and give it a shot. It's like Men in Black except less extreme. Very less extreme. And it's themed to Toy Story. The great legendary Buzz Lightyear. So definitely check that out. Space Mountain. Honestly, one of my favorites. If not the favorite of mine. It has two coasters inside. And they're all mirrored right next to each other. And the craziest unlikely experience you'll ever get when you go to uh, Magic Kingdom. Is that you get to ride it twice. With no weight, basically. And that's during COVID, by the way. 
and I got the chance to experience it twice, and I got to do both tracks. Not much difference, just the main difference of it is going the opposite direction of the other one. Now, this ride feels like it goes pretty fast, but it actually goes like 20-something miles per hour. And keep in mind that if your child is afraid of the dark, I suggest you skip this one. Wait until they're a little bit older and they're used to the dark. And with this ride, it's not too smooth. Now, it does have, uh, like, sudden move it, movements. And, it's, and it is pretty old. And it's like the first roller coaster you'll ever see in Florida. It's like since 1975 so it's in great condition and you only have people behind you and in front of you there's one there's only one person per row and even though it doesn't have much capacity to it for train but there's so many of them and it's a great ride you should definitely try it out overall great experience now up next, we have the Speedway. Now, here's the thing. I personally like the Speedway with the whole cars of you driving and all that. But what they could have done is that they could have made it like all the other Disney parks where you get to not only race them, but to like go your own route or something like that. But this one's pretty short. Um, and they used gassy cars with regular engines. I mean, what they could do is that they could, um, basically change out the cars and put in, like, electric-powered, um, engines into it. And, or even, or, or even close the whole ride itself. I mean, it feels out of place, honestly. I mean, there's not much Disney theme to this. And this is the only ride that's has no Disney theming to it. But I personally enjoy it. I I do dr like driving it. And um, even though they don't go too fast, apparently, and you stay in, like, a lane, and um, it's like go-kart racing, except it's very slow. And you don't have complete control of it. So that's why it's like that. But... It's definitely worth the experience to try. Now, the last attraction that's currently open, we'll mention, is the People Mover. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Now, this ride is the last of the rides that doesn't stop moving. I mean, it does have, like, the rotating station, so that's uh, why it's like that. That's why I consider it, consider it that way, because it has a moving platform. Now... Here's the thing with this. This ride gives you behind-the-scenes tour, not only of Space Mountain, but it shows you so many different areas. It's basically like a tour guide of the whole area of the park um, of Tomorrowland. And it does give you great views, and it, has, it gives you a chance to like wave to people who are watching, whoever you're with. And um, it's just... It's just good. It's really good. You should definitely experience that. And then there's the mediocre carousel of progress. Now, this is probably a ride I will mention. I'll consider this a ride because it 
moves like um in a circle basically your whole theater moves now here's the thing with this it does tell a great story of the great tomorrow the great big beautiful tomorrow in this song it almost got in my head my goodness it's so annoying um but it wouldn't be touched you want to know why here's the thing it's because It's personally Disney's favorite. He doesn't want it to be touched. He really likes this ride. He liked this ride. Sorry if I'm going out of tense. Now, I mean, if you want the break from the heat and if you want to smell the mold that's on the ceiling and it's very old with the carpet and all of that, you should definitely check this out. But otherwise, if you're not into, like, um animatronic shows like myself then I would skip it but it does show the great history of like the 20s the 50s the 80s 90s and all that it shows like four um yeah it shows four different um settings of time showing the same people who apparently look like they don't age too much but yeah, it's it's a good story though. Now and then there's this upcoming attraction that's coming up in next year, which I thought would open this year, but it got delayed because of COVID. And it's called the Tron Light Cycle Roller Coaster. Now you'll find this video um You'll find this other coaster uh, in, Shanghai, in Shanghai Disneyland, which is the original clone. And if you want to check that out, you'll know what it's like. It's a really good looking ride, very futuristic, and it will have a long wait. Definitely worth a shot when you come in in 2022. So that's about it for Magic Kingdom. And what do I personally think about this park? It's beautiful. I gotta tell you, it's very immersive with all these themed areas, all these rides. Not most of them are pretty, really much better than the others. And overall, this ride or this area is really good, and it's the northernmost out of all the parks. But here's the thing to point out: once you park into to the um the parking lot. You'll either have to take the monorail or the ferry boat to get to the park. It takes forever. So keep that in mind once you go to Magic Kingdom. That's what makes it unique from all the other parks you'll visit. And and it's, it's just great. And it's the most popular park. Now, I consider this to me my least favorite park. I do enjoy it, though. It does have amazing rides. But here's the thing, the reason I didn't enjoy it is because it's so popular. Why is that the problem? You don't get to do much. Unlike last time, my experiences with Magic Kingdom um, got extremely better. I got to ride most of the rides I wanted to do. And and overall, it's, it's, just, it's just a great park. You should definitely experience it, especially if you want your kids to... Um, to experience it 
or if you want some romantic moments with your husband or wife, you should definitely go here. I would do that with my future wife if you ask me. But uh but yes, this is a great um place to go to right now with COVID. Um and I believe it's personally safe to go to these theme parks, especially um and yes, you get um you there's a chance that you'll get it. But here's the thing. Um here's the thing. There's no guarantee whatsoever um once you um enter to the place. You have to wear a face mask the whole entire time. Which is the main complaint I have. But I'm used to it because I work every day and I am required to wear a face mask. So that's why. But but do keep that in mind. If you're afraid of COVID, I suggest you don't go. But if you um but if you do want to go, definitely yeah, take it. And that's all I pretty much have to say about Magic Kingdom. So what are your thoughts? Well, I hope to hear you guys. Now, next up, we will be talking about the one, the only, the next um, oldest park. We will be talking about Epcot. So stay tuned. We will catch you guys in a second. And you'll be hearing one of our hit songs. Let's take it away. We'll be right back.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One Hour with Santi. In case if you're wondering what we missed out on, and if you just joined us, we recently talked about Magic Kingdom, and this time we're going to be talking about the next youngest park, the second oldest, which is a fan favorite of many people or many thriller people that want to learn about the world Epcot. That's right, guys. Now, this park is honestly the most unique, one of the most unique experiences you can get. No other park is like this. And let's get started with these attractions. So, the first ride you will witness when you first enter to the park is the legendary opening day attraction, Spaceship Earth. Which is housed inside this giant sphere, which is the big icon that's um, the centerpiece of Epcot. And it's the very first thing you'll see. Now, this ride is pretty long. And in case you're wondering what type of ride it is, it's one of those rides that keep on moving. And it has a moving platform once you get on, and it doesn't stop. So... I've mentioned plenty of rides that are quite like this. And and there were a few others in Magic Kingdom. This is the first one today. Now, it tells basically of the history of the cultures and the future of technologies. I mean, it's overall a great experience, especially if you want the break from the heat or the rain. Um... It's definitely worth experience to try, and overall, it tells a great long story. Um, and that's the first ride you'll see. Now, you'll be going. We'll be going to the left side of the park, which is the home of my personal favorite ride in Epcot, and that is home to the one and only Test Track. Now, this is the fastest ride you will witness in Disney, if not the whole Disney World. It goes to like 60-something miles per hour. It's incredible. Now, it, div- now, it used to be um, like the actual um, test track where you get to experience what, you is, what, it is, what it's like to test drive a vehicle. In rough moments, braking, speeding, um, what is it? Um, what? There's the heating and the cooling motions, um, and all sorts of stuff. With this new ride that it is today, it's more tronlistic. It's more. It's not even a word, but it's more. Um, futuristic looking because the reason why I say it's Tron looking because it has the lights that look like it's Tron now the crazy or the unique aspect about this new uh, refurbishment that I went through a few years back um, they get to customize their own um, Chevy vehicles and FYI it's sponsored by Chevy, Chevy by the way and People get to create their own vehicles using their passes that they have, and they get to um, make them, and then they sync them with their uh, car that they're going to be in, and then 
it'll show the scores on how they do it. And it's like going through four different tests. There's the capability, the economy one, and then there's the handling one, and then there's the speed one. And um and yes, it's a it's a great attraction. You should definitely try this out. Now as you um enter to the left keep going on the left side of test track or the right as as you like exit um the southernmost park when you enter not from the compass though but the northernmost but anyways this is something that I didn't experience but I've heard from many people that's extremely intense it's called mission space now this is the ride that gets people to gag I personally didn't experience this. I would definitely want to give it a try to see what it's like. I mean, I can definitely picture the feeling and all that, but but I never done it. And so it causes people to throw up. But although it does give like the really good story on it when you um and it has really good theming, but and there's many complaints a bit being too spinny. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm glad they made modifications to, um, have like the less intense. Although it does have simulation, and what, what this is is like it's a spinning ride that goes extremely fast, and if you like, there's this, there's two different versions of the ride. There's the Earth one, which is the green one, and then there's the orange one, which is the one I just described. That goes extremely fast. It's in a circular motion. And it really feels like you're actually going out into the space. I gotta tell you. It looks insane just by looking at it. I mean, I've seen off-ride videos of the ride. And it, and I've seen how fast it actually goes. It's like, what, 40 miles per hour or something? That's abuse. Luckily, they have bark, barf bags provided when you do this. But it is a strong skip if you are prone to motion sickness, if you're afraid of tight spaces or spinning and um, all sorts of stuff and disorientation, and especially when you have this screen right in front of you. So keep that in mind when you do this attraction. Next Friday... Or the next ride we're going to be mentioning um, is the one and only, the future, the Guardians of the Galaxy Coaster Cosmic Rewind. Now, it looks amazing. It's going to be a spinning coaster, so it's probably going to be like Escape from Gringotts, which, in case if you missed it, go check out last week's video, which is talking about Universal. And that's the Harry Potter ride that I'm talking about. The cars actually spin. And and I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a dark ride kind of thing. But I hope it's not just like screen ride, screen ride. I hope it's just like completely the ride kind of thing. You know what I mean? But, um, but yes. And also, there's a bunch of stuff that's um coming up in the future as you may notice that there's a lot of um 
work walls that are around future world and this is the um the first area you'll see the next area will be mentioned later um now this is all one big area of futuristic attractions which is pretty unique and you'll notice that there is a lot of work walls so this is not a good time to experience epcot especially if you want to um if you don't want to be um what is it confused on where you have to go although they do provide signs on the work walls but you will be definitely seeing that for who knows how long and let me tell you it's i haven't been there in 3 years and this is like that's like the only park that I haven't gone to in 2020. And it's definitely worth skipping because of all the work walls that's there. And, you know, it's just hard to navigate. So keep that in mind. If you want to go, that's good for you. But skip it if, and since there's other parks to choose from right now. But it is a good place to visit, though. But do it, like, as soon as the refurbishment of the front entrance is done and yeah so many work walls man but anyways we're going to be talking about the other side of the future world we talked about the left side when you enter epcot this time we're talking the right side now here's the some rides that are better than others we're going to be start talking about we're going to start talking about imagination pavilion now there's this ride where it's called journey into imagination with figment and this ride my goodness it's although it does give you educational stuff and all that on certain moments but it's just i don't know it's hard to explain it's nothing special about this um, I wouldn't definitely do it again. I mean, this is something that's probably good for kids, but it's also very, very weird looking. Um, although it does give you the five senses and whatnot, but, and there's like this one, like, little section where, like, after you do, like, um, what is it? The, uh, like before the end of the ride, um, there's like the area where the vehicles stop and you enter to like the big TV screens right in front of you. And then there's like this actor called Amer or Eric Idle, which he's a British actor. In case if you're wondering, you may hear him as Mr. Merlin from Shrek. In case if you're wondering who he is, not many people know him, but... Anyways, that part right there, they have like this um, loud, um, what is it? It's, it's like loud steam that comes out. It would be like, you know, it's like ear rape, you know, it's, it's, it was loud. It scared the heck out of me. I mean, that's probably what um, ruined the whole ride, from my opinion, and and yeah, it's not too educational, but it's overall it's just mediocre. I wouldn't do it again if I were you. Um 
then this is the ride worth skipping. If you want to try it out, go ahead, especially if you want to say that you've ridden every single ride at Epcot. But overall, it's just mediocre. Definitely worth not the shot. And then there's um, pavil there's this one pavilion that um, contains a couple of attractions. And there's the first one that is called Soarin' Around the World. And this is the hang gliding ride. Now, I like personally the way the intro or the introduction is um with uh Patrick Warburton, the actor with the deep voice. You may know him um as Ken from the B movie or some that guy from Emperor's New Groove. Um I forgot his name, but uh of the character's name. But you guys may know. Um but yeah, he's in this one. I like the way they um did it with the um intro and the instructions, safety spiels and whatnot. And I like when the ride, like once you like um once the ride begins, I like the way it lifts you up and it takes you to this big screen. And and then luckily you don't see people in front of you. Although you do see people's feet above you even if you're in the like back row or something like that and it gives you like the great views of the world landmarks like with um the Taj Mahal the Eiffel Tower um the Golden Gate Bridge um Egypt the Great Pyramids um so much more you should definitely experience this but if you're afraid of heights then I suggest you skip this because it will hy make you hyperventilate. Now, this next ride is not Disney-themed at all. Same thing with Soren and some of the rides that are um, in this uh, park, but it's more like educational-based. As with this ride called Living with the Land, it's a boat ride, and... It, um, you know, it gives you a tour on what it's like to be living in the land, you know? And it's basically the tour of life, basically. Overall, definitely worth the experience to try out. Um, and it does give you a nice tour of the treehouse, or no, the greenhouse. And it shows, like, all the plants and would not it's like basic basically the life tour and so that's what it is and it's really good and then the last pavilion of this whole area is called the seas with nemo and friends now it does house a ride where it's one of those rides that doesn't stop moving i, I think it's called the omni mover where you get on the uh, walk, moving walkway and you ride in your own vehicle and it doesn't stop moving. I've done this a couple of times already. I personally like it, but not a lot of people do. It's because it's short. Um, it's basically um, replaying the movie. I mean, Finding Nemo is a great, great movie, but 
I don't think it's something that you should definitely experience. But I guess you have to go do that first. But then here's where the real experience is where you get to see a bunch of fish after you get off. And it houses a lot of aquariums. And there's this uh, interactive show called A Turtle Talk with Crush. And it's it's really good. Um, your kids will definitely enjoy that. If you want to see more of that, go check out the video itself. Now, that's enough of that area. And this... Now, you may think that's a, enough with Epcot. Well, think again. Because it gets a lot bigger. Once you head towards the back of the park, there was this huge, massive lake. And it's called the World Showcase where it shows so many attract or countries throughout the area. And it's basically like Islands of Adventure, except um, it's housing a lot of countries. So as you enter from the park, you'll be... Um, and then after you go through the big walk or work walls and all that... We're going to be starting from the left side, which where you'll see uh, Mexico. Now, this now this place um, houses the ride called the Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three caballos. And it features the two famous birds that you guys know of, the Spanish birds and Donald Duck. You, If you guys um seen the name, then you'll probably understand what I'm saying. But... Overall, it's just a good ride, and I like the way this pavilion is. I mean, with this whole um, indoor section where you get to uh, experience the Mexican feel. And I like the way they put the boat ride into it. And so it's a great experience. Now, and that's the only area that houses the indoor portion of this whole thing the next uh, country is Norway which is home to frozen ever after now this is one of the newer rides at um, Epcot I mean out of all spots why there well it's Norwegian it's so um, and it's a great bull ride it goes forwards and backwards I didn't do it I didn't do it yet I would definitely try it out though it's like one of the last of the two attractions that I didn't do at Epcot. Would I do it? Heck yeah. It does look pretty cool though. Um I do like the movie personally and it's a great it shows like the great story and it's basically like a sequel of the movie and um or no. It's not a sequel. Because it shows um Elsa singing Let It Go again. And that's when you go backwards. And as a matter of fact, this ride does go backwards. And they packed a lot into this ride, even though it's in a small space. But overall, good experience. Definitely worth a shot that I would definitely want to try out. And then there's China, which houses the um, 360 Theater. I haven't seen that one. It's pretty cool. Um, then there's Germany. And then there's this little train display that's cute. It looks good. And then there's Italy. 
American Adventure, Japan, Morocco, France, United Kingdom, and Canada. Now, not all of these places feature rides. Now, the reason I mentioned more of the first two because those two um, areas actually um, house rides. Now, the American Adventure does have um, a stage a stage show that's called the American Adventure, and then, um, and then there's France that shows their own movie. And uh, historical stuff. And then there's the sing-along with Beauty and the Beast. I don't know why. I wonder why out of all places why there. I'm just wondering. But it, but interesting if you're a fan of um, Beauty and the Beast. And then there's Canada with Canada Far and Wide. Which is their own uh, movie theater kind of thing too. And And then there's this new attraction that's coming in the France area and it's called Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Now you've you can find this in Paris in, in the Walt Disney Studios Park and the ride itself it looks pretty good and well themed and well done. Um it does tell the story of you being in a rat and you're shrunk and everything around you is huge and it's just amazing. You should definitely check out the video if you want to see the full experience yourself. Now, what do I think of Epcot? It's really good. I mean, overall, it's um, my third favorite park. I like the other two parks, which I'll mention next week. Um, but yes, it's... Um, it's just a great experience for you to try out. I mean, also, with all these countries, they have their own food that you can try out. And they have um, great stuff around here. Now, I didn't eat anything from these two parks. But overall, um, Epcot, definitely worth a visit for you to try it. And it's more educational-based. Now, do keep in mind that there's only like nine attractions at or eight attractions at all of these other parks, while Magic Kingdom houses more attractions with a total of 21. And that's why you spent, saw me spent much time talking about Magic Kingdom. So that's about it, guys. That's my thoughts about Epcot. Overall, it's just a great park. You should definitely experience it. And, and it's cool. Because you get to experience the monorail. Now if you parked in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. You have the option to go to Epcot. Right now that line for the monorail is currently closed. But but it's definitely worth the experience to watch. As you go inside the park. And you see like um, a sneak peek preview of the park. Before you actually enter to the station. That's pretty cool. So, again, thank you guys for watching this week, and hope you learned some stuff and what my opinions are for all of these attractions and shows for the most part, and we hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will talk about next week for Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, which are my two favorite parks. Which one will be my favorite? 
you'll find out next week. And we'll see you again real soon. And hope you have a good night.